Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Sunday, March 6th. I'd like to share with you a new book that you can view online or download chapter by chapter for free. It is called Glimpses into the Hallways of Heaven. What is this book about? One way that God communicates with His people is through dreams and visions. Joseph received dreams from the Lord about his future destiny. The disciple John, while isolated on the island of Patmos, heard the words come up here from the Spirit. He was translated to a heavenly realm where he received the sweeping panorama of visions concerning the end of days. In this book are a series of visions received, about one per day over a period of thirty days. It was during an intense season of repentance that the visions were given. Each one deeply impacted me and was unforgettable and life-changing. Virtually every vision came with scripture to ground it in the Word of God. There is a kingdom principle that can be gleaned from each vision as well as a practical life application. I pray that in sharing these visions with you, that you get a glimpse into the hallways of heaven and that they impact you in a profound way to have a closer walk with Yeshua, our Messiah. To view and download chapters of this book, go to bridgeconnectorministries.com and then click on the tab that says Hallways of Heaven. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we begin a new Torah portion, Vayikra, and it means He called. Leviticus 1, 1-17 The Lord called to Moses from the tabernacle and said to him, Give the following instructions to the people of Israel. When you present an animal as an offering to the Lord, you may take it from your herd of cattle or your flock of sheep and goats. If the animal you present as a burnt offering is from the herd, it must be a male with no defects. Bring it to the entrance of the tabernacle so you may be accepted by the Lord. Lay your hand on the animal's head, and the Lord will accept its death in your place to purify you, making you right with him. Then slaughter the young bull in the Lord's presence, and Aaron's sons, the priests, will present the animal's blood by splattering it against all sides of the altar that stands at the entrance to the tabernacle. Then skin the animal and cut it into pieces. The sons of Aaron, the priests, will build a wood fire on the altar, They will arrange the pieces of the offering, including the head and fat, on the wood burning on the altar. 
but the internal organs and the legs must first be washed with water. Then the priest will burn the entire sacrifice on the altar as a burnt offering. It is a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. If the animal you present as a burnt offering is from the flock, it may be either a sheep or a goat, but it must be a male with no defects. Then cut the animal in pieces, and the priests will arrange the pieces of the offering, including the head and fat, on the wood burning on the altering. But the internal organs and the legs must first be washed with water. Then the priest will burn the entire sacrifice on the altar as a burnt offering. It is a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. If you present a bird as a burnt offering to the Lord, choose either a turtle dove or a young pigeon. The priest will take the bird to the altar, wring off its head, and burn it on the altar. But first he must drain its blood against the side of the altar. The priest must also remove the crop and the feathers and throw them in the ashes on the east side of the altar. Then, grasping the bird by its wings, the priest will tear the bird open, but without tearing it apart. Then he will burn it as a burnt offering on the wood burning on the altar. It is a special gift, a pleasing aroma to the Lord. Mark 12, 38-13, 13. 13. Yeshua also taught, Beware of these teachers of religious law, for they like to parade around in flowing robes and receive respectful greetings as they walk in the marketplaces, and how they love the seats of honor in the synagogues and the head table at the banquets. Yet they shamelessly cheat widows, out of their property, and then pretend to be pious by making long prayers in public. Because of this, they will be more severely punished. Yeshua sat down near the collection box in the temple and watched as the crowds dropped in their money. Many rich people put in large amounts. Then a poor widow came and dropped in two small coins. Yeshua called his disciples to him and said, I tell you the truth, this poor widow is given more than all the others who are making contributions, for they gave a tiny part of their surplus. But she, poor as she is, has given everything she had to live on. As Yeshua was leaving the temple that day, one of his disciples said, Teacher, look at these magnificent buildings. Look at the impressive stones in the walls. Yeshua replied, Yes, look at these great buildings, but they will be completely demolished. Not one stone will be left on top of another. Later, Yeshua sat on the Mount of Olives across the valley from the temple. Peter, James, John, and Andrew came to him privately and asked him, Tell us, when will all of this happen? What sign will show us that these things are about to be fulfilled? 
Yeshua replied, Don't let anyone mislead you, for many will come in my name, claiming, I am the Messiah. They will deceive many, and you will be hearing of wars and rumors of wars, but don't panic. Yet these things must take place, but the end won't follow immediately. Nation will go to war against nation, and kingdom against kingdom. There will be earthquakes in many parts of the world as well as famines, but this is only the first of the birth pains, with more to come. When these things begin to happen, watch out. You will be handed over to the local councils and beaten in the synagogues. You will stand trial before governors and kings because you are my followers. But this will be your opportunity to tell them about me. For the good news must first be preached to all nations. But when you are arrested and stand trial, don't worry in advance about what to say. Just say what God tells you at that time, for it is not you who will be speaking, but the Holy Spirit. A brother will betray his brother to death, a father will betray his own child, and children will rebel against their parents and cause them to be killed. And everyone will hate you, because you are my followers. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. Psalm 49, 1-20 Listen to this, all you people. Pay attention, everyone in the world, high and low, rich and poor. Listen. For my words are wise, and my thoughts are filled with insight. I listen carefully to many proverbs and solve riddles with inspiration from a harp. Why should I fear when trouble comes, when enemies surround me? They trust in their wealth and boast of great riches, yet they cannot redeem themselves from death by paying a ransom to God. Redemption does not come from so easily, for no one can ever pay enough to live forever and never see the grave. Those who are wise must finally die, just like the foolish and senseless, leaving all their wealth behind. The grave is their eternal home, where they will stay forever. They may name their estates after themselves, but their fame will not last. They will die just like animals. This is the fate of fools, though they are remembered as being wise. Like sheep, they are led to the grave where death will be their shepherd. In the morning the godly will rule over them. Their bodies will rot in the grave far from their grand estates. But as for me, God will redeem my life. He will snatch me from the power of the grave. So don't be dismayed when the wicked grow rich and their homes become ever more splendid. For when they die, they take nothing with them. Their wealth will not follow them into the grave. In this life they consider themselves fortunate and are applauded for their success. But they will die like all before them and never again see the light. Of day. People who boast of their wealth don't understand. They will die just like animals. Proverbs 10, 27 and 28 Fear of the Lord lengthens one's life, but the years of the wicked are cut short. The hopes of the godly result in happiness, but the expectations of the wicked come to nothing. I'd like to speak to you today from the book of Leviticus and share with you the introduction to this book. 
I'm going to share the introduction from the Israel Bible. It's a very good little introduction to the book of Leviticus. And it reads, The following inspirational narrative of Sefer Bereshit, Genesis, and the exciting stories of Exodus, after reading those, it may appear at first glance that Leviticus fails to live up to the standards set by its two dramatic predecessors. The name Leviticus comes from Levi, the father of the priestly tribe, and much of its 27 chapters are devoted to describing the priestly rituals in great detail. Since most of these practices are not observed today, there is no temple. Some modern readers may have difficulty in finding practical significance in Leviticus and thus missed out on its eternal values. To be sure, it is possible to get lost in all the nuances of the various rituals and offerings described in Leviticus, but it is imperative that the reader not lose sight of the big picture. As we study the intricate details of the offerings, we discover that their overarching purpose is to bring the people closer to Hashem through his earthly dwelling place. As it says, make for me a sanctuary that I may dwell among them. Exodus 25.8 Leviticus's intricate details are necessary for us to bring God's presence into our lives in a very physical way by serving him in a very specific manner. The Mishkan, or the wilderness tabernacle, was a temporary edifice that paved the way for the Beit Hamikdash, or the temple in Jerusalem, which served as the permanent structure for worshiping the God of Israel. Today, even though we don't have the Mishkan, or the tabernacle, to uplift us, or the temple to pray in, Jerusalem remains mankind's special gateway between heaven and earth. Nowadays, our connection to Eretz Israel is still able to uplift our service to Hashem. So now I want to quickly give you an overview of the different kinds of offerings that are going to be covered in chapters 1 through 3 and in chapters 4 and 5. And in chapters 1 through 3, the first offering that's discussed is the Korban Olah, or burnt offering. And this is an offering of an animal. The entire korban is burnt on the altar. And what is brought is a cattle, sheep, goats, or fowl. This is found in Leviticus chapter 1, verses 1 through 17, which was today's reading. The next kind of offering is called the korban mincha, or the meal offering. And this is an offering from flour. Part of the offering is burnt on the altar, and part is eaten by the kohenim. And what is brought is flour mixed with oil and frankincense, or flour mixed baked in an oven, or flour mixed fried on a griddle, or flour mixture fried in a pan, or flour taken from the first harvest. This is found in Leviticus chapter 2, 1-16. through 16. The next kind of offering is the korban shalamim, and this is a peace offering. And this is an animal offering that is partially burnt on the altar, partially eaten by the kohenim, and partially eaten by the owner. And what is brought are cattle, sheep, or goats. And this offering is covered in Leviticus chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. The next kind of offering is called korban Chatat, or sin offering. 
and this is to atone for unintentional sins. And what is brought for general transgressions by the Kohen is a bull, by the high court a bull, by the prince a male goat, by a layman a female goat or a female lamb. And for specific transgressions, a wealthy person can bring a female goat or lamb, a poor person can bring two birds, and a very poor person can bring a plain flower offering. This is found in Leviticus chapter 4, 1 to 35, and also in chapter Leviticus chapter 5, 1 to 13. The last, the fifth, kind of offering is called korban asham and it's a guilt offering this is to atone for taking from temple property if one is unsure he sinned or for stealing from someone else and what is brought is a ram and this is covered in leviticus chapter 5 verses 14 to 26 so this gives you a high level overview and summary of leviticus and this is part of the temple worship, part of the wilderness tabernacle worship, and it will one day be reinstated in Ezekiel chapters 40, 41, 42, 43, 44. This talks about the third temple, the final temple, the temple in the millennium, and these procedures, these rituals, will be reinstated and the Levitical priesthood will have a role in performing these duties in the temple. Have a blessed day, and we will see you tomorrow. Shalom. The Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace.